Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy guacamole. <laughs> Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws a pass. Caught ball first out of the 50. Outside the numbers, 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. And Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Box win in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And there the cannons go. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. It is our final show of the year, episode 240, to wrap things up for 2021. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. How you doing today, my friend? I'm doing quite well, and I uh, wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I know I did that earlier as well, but uh, yeah, you seem to be enjoying life right about now. Uh, (laughs) So happy birthday to you and uh, yeah, happy new year to all our listeners and all fellow Bucks fans as well. Thanks, man. Yeah, we are uh, coming to you live from somewhere in front of the ocean on the uh, Florida (laughs) East Coast. I won't entirely give away my location, but yeah, on the on the hotel balcony, we got the portable set up. The first time I've gotten to use this since the watch party. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to celebrate celebrate my birthday. Glad I could be here hanging out with you and anybody else who may be tuned in this week. I'm, I'm excited to talk some bucks. I'm in a great mood. The ocean's right behind me. You might be able to hear it a little bit coming through my microphone, but uh, that's that's okay. So how are you doing? What's uh, what's on your mind? I'm doing well. I'm not doing as good as you, but I'm, I'm doing well. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously there's a there's a big game coming up. Um on the surface, it made it seem like, well, the, you know, the Bucks are playing a bad team, but, you know, there's still a lot of seeding and stuff on the line. So it, it's nothing's wrapped up yet. The Bucks can they can get the one seed mathematically. They can. But um, that's very, very unlikely. But I mean, seeds two to four, you know, two through four, I should say they're all on the table. So uh, the Bucks still have a lot to play for. I think the final nail in the coffin for a lot of people's hopes of getting the one seed was uh, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins tested positive for COVID today. So yeah. he will miss this week's game no matter what between the Vikings and the Packers. So, you know, kind of a kind of a setback, but, you know, getting the one seed, your chances were already slim to none. But with, with Cousins going down, as much as I am not a big Kirk Cousins fan, he has been playing well. And I think there was maybe a shard of a chance that Minnesota could have beaten the Vikings or I'm sorry, could have beaten the Packers, but, you know, with, with uh, Cousins being out now, I guess it's going to be pretty tough to do. And it, besides, they it, you needed the Packers to not only lose to Minnesota, but to also lose next week to Detroit, right? Like, they had to drop yeah. two games for the Bucks to to get that one spot. 
Yeah, so the yeah, the Bucks would have had to win two in a row, but Packers lose two in a row, and then all the Bucks also would have needed to have the Rams lose one, which the, the Bucks still do. The, the Bucks still do need the Rams to lose one in order to move up in any way, um, in order to move up to the two seed. Uh, if the Bucks win, I will reiterate this one more time: if the Bucks win two more games and the Rams lose one of these two, the Bucks are the two seed, no matter what. Um, if the Cowboys, if the Rams and Bucks went out, the Cowboys lose one, the Bucks are the three seed. But if all three teams went out, the Bucks are the four seed, which obviously not where you want to be. You'll be playing the fifth seed. But right now it's looking like that'll probably be Arizona. And Arizona's been reeling right now. So maybe you can take advantage of that. Let's go ahead and take a look at this week's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who come into this one with a record of 11 and four, going up to New York to take on the Jets. I mean, on a surface level, just like you said, it looks like the Bucs are gearing up, ready to play another bad team. And we've seen what happens this season when they play bad teams. They dropped almost 50 on the Dolphins, right? They put up 40-something on the Bears, if not close to 40 points. I mean, they go insane. They are on the road this week. Luckily, they've got some favorable weather up in New York. But I think the biggest challenge for this team is going to come with the uh, personnel change at acting head coach. So earlier this week, we talked about it on the mailbag show. Head coach Bruce Arians tested positive for COVID. Uh, So it's all but confirmed he's going to miss the game this week, which means interim head coach Harold Goodwin is the man for the job this week. And that's huge because we brought him up on our, um, you know, on one of our coordinator uploads earlier in the week as well, talking about how not only he's already an important fixture for this coaching staff, but has the potential to maybe take over after one of our big coordinators leaves, you know. He's a really, really well-known Bruce Arians guy. He likes him a lot, but a huge test for him, and I think it's a little bit of an audition for a guy who could have some interest here in the coaching sphere over the next couple of years in the NFL, especially if he gets a promotion after next year. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's not a guarantee that Bruce Arians will miss because, like, at that five-day period, right, so – um, it still is possible. However, it does seem more and more likely that rather than risk it, uh, they might just have Harold Goodwin, who Bruce Arians trust. Uh, they might just have him be the guy on, on Sunday. So obviously, you know, the, the Saints came into Tampa with Dennis Allen um, and won. So it's not as big of a deal, but it's definitely a big opportunity personally for Harold Goodwin because, you know, you're talking about a guy who, like we talked about, he got an interview for the head coaching job with the Bucks in 2016, and he's gotten them in the past as well, but he hasn't gotten a job yet. So maybe this could sort of be a showcase for a guy like him, maybe not for this year, but in the future, uh, landing a job, maybe being the Bucks, you know, next head coach after Bruce Arians. You know, we talked about, we put them coordinator videos up, you know, the offensive the other day and the defensive coordinator we put out yesterday, go check that out if you haven't yet. But um we put them up because it's a real possibility that the Bucs could lose both these guys. The Bucs could lose both Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. And in that case, what would the Bucs do um, if they were looking to maybe stay in-house and can, you know, have that continuity? Harold Goodwin would probably be the next guy. So it's a great opportunity for him, and we'll see what happens. I think it's also a good opportunity for these coordinators to really show what they're made of. Not only are they going up against, you know, not that great of a team, but they are missing their head coach in Bruce Arians. And I think this is just going to be, you know, a chance for those guys to put some more good tape together. Both of them have been requested to be interviewed by some teams in the NFL. The Jaguars 100% have asked the Bucks to interview both Bulls and Leftwich. So that's going to be coming up for both of those guys. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's, 
it's almost like the spotlight's a little bit bigger on them this week without Bruce Arians there to, uh, <laughs> I, I guess, play as a scapegoat if one of those guys' game plan doesn't, uh, you know, really work 100%. Yeah, all of uh, well, especially against this Jets team, right? All of the the pressure will be on the coordinators, even though it is a good showcase for them to be able to to show what they can do. Um, yeah, a lot of it will be on the coordinators, and if things don't go right, yeah, you better believe that uh, the fan base will be will be after either Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles. Hey, some other positive news for the Bucks this week, though, has to do with a wide receiver returning from the COVID list. That is big number thirteen, Mike Evans, who should be good to go. I guess he's been back at the facility, but hasn't cleared COVID protocols. So, like, he's been doing activity, but not with the rest of the team. Like, I guess during practice the other day, you know, he's working by himself over on the sidelines, just doing some sprints, getting some work in, trying to get everything back and grooving. So, he should return to practice for the rest of the week. I mean, it's Friday as we record this, so today was probably the last day of practice because I think the team travels tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean... Even though he didn't get that much practice in this week, he was kind of up, moving around, getting some activity. And, I mean, if we see him play this week, Goodwin said that there's a good chance he could play this week. If we see him play this week, I'm curious, one, not only what his workload will be, or two, you know, what kind of shape he looks like he's in. Because it's a chance for Mike Evans to play a not-that-great opponent and really just try and get warmed up again. Yeah, yeah. So he was obviously he was officially activated uh, off of the COVID list. So that that's not a concern anymore. Now the concern is his hamstring. You know, you have to go back to that and see how healthy he is. Um, the weather does look a little bit more favorable than it did earlier in the week uh, in New York. So it doesn't look like it looks like a lot of the rain is going to be Saturday and not Sunday. So that's a good sign. Um, but how much do you want to test it, right? Against you, you, are, you already have the NFC South clinched. Now we did talk about how there's stuff to play for, but you, you do have to, you know, you have to balance that with a guy who's not 100% healthy, most likely, uh, versus trying to get him this thousand yard streak and continue that. So it's a tough call. Um, I do think, I think he'll play. I think he'll give it a go. I think he'll, but he'll be on a snap count though. Um, I don't think you'll see him out there, you know, 90% of the plays or whatever, especially if the bucks go up big um, early, but it, it's good to see him. Like I said, with his new window, it helps, right? He was able to get the negative test and test out of it. So he should be, you know, COVID is not an issue for him on, on Sunday. Um, not other news. The bucks did play uh, friend of the show, People's Champ, Bradley Pinion, on the COVID list. Now, he didn't practice at all anyway this week, so I don't know if he was going to play, but uh, it looks like Sterling Hoffrichter, um, again, will be the guy punting, uh, handling kickoff duties. But back to Mike Evans. Um, yeah, I think if he's on a snap count, I think the Bucks are going to make it a priority to get him to football. I mean, that's that would be the only reason he's playing, really, is is to try and get him closer to that 1K. Um, and if he's not, if he's not going to play, I, I would bet pretty big money that he's going to play the next week just, just to try and just, just to try and give it a go and, and see if they can get this done for him. In a lot of ways, the feeling surrounding this game kind of reminds me of uh, Bucks Lions late in the season 2020, right? What was the final score of that game? 47 to 7. You saw a full quarter of Blaine Gabbert really towards the end of that game because things were so out of hand. You know, so I hate to discredit the Jets that much, but truthfully, you and me both. They really haven't given us a whole lot to look at and really think that they can you know, keep up with the Bucks if they're able to play on their P's and Q's. But I think that's the most important thing for Tampa Bay this week is go in there, do your job the way that you know you can. They're not a great football team. So if you can go put 40 points and a half, 
I guarantee you it's going to be same thing as it was against Detroit late in the season last year where, you know, you see a whole lot of Blaine Gabbert towards the end. I don't think they'll activate Kyle Trask this week. That's just a, that's just a hunch feeling, but you know, I think they are expecting Tom Brady to not play or not have to play four full quarters in this one. And, and that speaks to everybody else in the roster too. Most of your starters, your guy like Mike Evans coming back this week, you know, it's even better news for him. If not only he can get a couple of snags in the first half and then just, take the rest of the day off once the Bucks are up by three scores at halftime. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the ideal situation, right? Um, that, that's definitely the ideal thing. Uh, we can talk about it. We can segue this into actually, you know, talking about the, the matchup with the jets. Um, obviously, like you said, just not a good football team, definitely a, a team that you should beat and, and beat rather handedly, but they've had some quality wins. Uh, they beat the Bengals. They beat the Titans. Two teams right now that are leading their division. So, um, you, you know, it's it's not it's not like they've they've had some upsets, is what I'm trying to say, right? They, they like they, they've been, had some games. They haven't been steamrolled 100 percent of the year like they were in 2020. Right, right. So, I mean, they they've had some ugly games. Yeah, the the Bills game, uh, the, the Saints game, Patriots game. The, the, those were ugly, um, but you know they they've also They've stayed in a lot of games, and um, their offense isn't awful. Uh, I believe it's ranked around 18th, 19th in the league. The issue is now a lot of that is because they're playing from behind. Teams are playing prevent defense, stuff like that. Let them get stuff. But um, their biggest issue has been turnovers. They're just there. They turn the ball over way too much. So I would expect the Bucks defense, Todd Bowles, to get after it and try and force more turnovers. Right? I think what to get – I believe they only got one turnover last week. I think they want to get more than one this week. So, and there's going to be with the Jets, as far as trends show, there's going to be opportunities to get those turnovers, uh, especially with a rookie quarterback like Zach Wilson. You're going to be able to confuse him. Uh, I believe Corey Davis isn't playing. Elijah Moore, uh, I believe, had some COVID issues. Plus, he was hurt. It's it's been it's been a mess for 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 the Jets um, this week as far as COVID and injuries on their offense. So um, yeah, this definitely isn't. I mean, not a game that I just would throw away completely to say, oh, the Bucks will win, you know, by forty points. But uh, th this should be as far as the defensive side of the ball. This has got to be a game where the Bucks defense is just dominates. Well, and let's talk about you know some injuries along that defensive line. Harold Goodwin came out this week and said that really the only guys who are going to miss this game for sure are Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett. And we saw this defensive line without Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett for a whole half last week put up a season-high seven sacks. So, you know, it's another opportunity for some of the guys on that line who have been hurting for some reps this year really go out there and show what they're made of. I mean, Joe Tryon, just another opportunity for him to continue to improve and show that he deserves to get a lot more reps at that outside linebacker position. But, you know, let's let's start to really dive into this game here, the battle of the trenches. Is there anything else that you're looking at in this one? Yeah, I mean, obviously you're looking at Joe Tronchoenka. Um, he was a little bit quiet in Carolina last week. You know, he made the start, but he didn't really impact it that much. Looking for him to have a bigger impact in this one. Uh, the Jets' offensive line is brutal. It, it, I believe they've actually given up either like similar amount or the exact same amount as the Panthers have oh, as far they, as sacks go. They've given up all right. 
Yeah, they've given up for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, their offensive line has struggled. Um, I think this is a game we have, again where the Bucks defensive line just has to dominate. Uh, the receivers, like we, like I just talked about, the receivers aren't really a threat now, and and that's you know that's noteworthy because Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean have still not been activated from the COVID list. So there's a real chance that neither one of those guys suit up and play. Um, now the good news for the Bucks secondary, Antoine Winfield returned to practice. So it seems like he should be on track to play. Um, but yeah, you, you could be down two of your three starting corners, which obviously, like we talked about earlier in the week, isn't a, a big shock to the Bucks because they, they haven't really played this season much with, with their starting cornerbacks. So, um, it's definitely a, a good game to have those issues, right? It, like I said, it's not a game where I'm just completely throwing it away because the Jets have been able to move the ball. They're not actually they're actually not horrible at, at moving the football. Uh, I believe they averaged about 300 or so yards a game, I think, on offense. Um, like I said, it, it's they haven't been bad. It's just the turnovers have just absolutely killed them, and. Um, yeah, the actual number is three hundred eighteen point seven yards per game. So I mean, that's that's not awful, right? That that's that's not awful. It's not great, but um, it's just the turnovers have really killed them. So I think the Bucks need to take advantage of that and and make sure that you're forcing more turnover turnovers. And that starts with the front seven really getting after it. Obviously, Kevin Minter is going to be filling in for Levante David again. Um, so I mean, it'll be important to get those linebackers involved and confuse the rookie quarterback with some blitzes that maybe he hasn't always seen, right? Zach Wilson hasn't played in every game yet this season. So there could be some stuff that he hasn't seen yet. And there could be some opportunities that the Bucks defense has to confuse him and force some of those turnovers. Oh yeah, 100%. It all starts with that front seven, the pressure they're able to put on a rookie quarterback who is prone to making mistakes. And just like you said, if you're missing some of your secondary, that's okay. It's not really breaking news to anybody in Tampa Bay at this point in the season that the Bucks are going to be shorthanded in the secondary. But just another week for some of those younger guys to step up and hopefully make some plays. I, I will say for the second week in a row, you brought up Kevin Minter filling in for Levante David. I think one of the most important things this week is just going to continue to have to be the fundamentals, tackling, right? Tackling was great last week. I mean, Jordan Whitehead played his best career game. I think he was the best mm -hmm. tackler on the team last week. He was all over the field. So hopefully, you know, Kevin Minter can continue to fill in and be uh, be a serviceable replacement for Levante at this point in the season. But I'm also looking for Jordan Whitehead to just kind of go nuts again this week. I mean, maybe he won't be as effective, but I'd like to see him improve off of, you know, what he put on the field last week, or at least continue to play at a similar pace as, you know, the, the playoffs do get closer here. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't know if you can have much improvement. I mean, I thought his performance last week was pretty flawless. So um, yeah, it, it's definitely a big piece for the Bucks defense, especially when we talked about them getting Anton Winfield back, but when Winfield's not there, it's important for Whitehead to step up and he really did. So now that the Bucks could potentially be without Murphy Bunting and Dean, it'll be even more important for guys like Winfield and Whitehead to step up in those roles and be able to, to wreak havoc. Let's take a look at the other side of the football now. I'm excited to talk about this one because, again, <laughs> I just talk about the feeling that I had before the Lions game back in 2020. Um, I mean, what does the matchup look like? <laughs> just, you know, let's just talk about it for shits and giggles well. at this point. <laughs> well, what does the matchup look like? I know it's an underhanded Bucks offense. You are getting Mike Evans back this week, which is still great, but, you know, you Hopefully, are missing yeah. Chris Godwin. 
rest of the season. That's something they're going to have to adapt to. Antonio Brown balled out last week. But uh, the emergence of Surreal Grayson last week was also a bit of a talking point. Now, I don't expect him to do that every single week, but are there some other guys on this Bucks offense who you think could step up this week and, and really show out and, uh, I guess, be this week's version of Surreal Grayson? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always going to say Tyler Johnson, but I'm still looking for that bounce back game from Rod Gronkowski. Uh, he's had two games that are really uncharacteristic from him. Um, and I, I would look for, for him and him and Brady to get back on the same page. You mentioned that Lions game last year. Gronkowski had two touchdowns uh, in that Lions game, including the first one. So uh, I would expect them to get to get back on track. <laughs> as far as the matchup goes, this is um, – well, it all depends on where you're looking at it. If you're looking at it from a Jets perspective, you should be terrified uh, because even with a, a shorthanded offense, this Jets defense is just brutal. I mean, it is bad. Um, they're giving up almost 400 yards a game, leads the NFL. Uh, they've given up 449 points total uh, this whole season. That leads the NFL. Uh, it's it, it's bad. Points per game, they're giving up 29.9. I believe that leads the NFL. It's just, Their defense has just been absolutely awful. And now they're going up against it. We have, while the Bucs are a little banged up, uh, they still don't have Leonard Fournette. Maybe they won't have Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's out, obviously. Um, while they're a little banged up, they're still facing Tom Brady. And I just... Uh, the weather looks to be okay now, so I don't know how much the weather is going to play a factor. I just think Brady's just going to go and just pick them apart. I mean, they're they're playing they're playing a lot of cover one like that uh, over there, not a lot of cover two. So a lot of cover one may mean a lot of deep shots. So Scotty Miller, Surreal Grayson, if Surreal Grayson's activated, uh, Rashad Perryman, guys like that, you could be looking at big days. Uh, Antonio Brown, actually, you know he. He was, uh, you know, impact player last week, but he tweaked his ankle a little bit in practice this week, Harold Goodwin said. So um, he didn't practice, I believe, yesterday. I'm not sure if he practiced today. I don't think he did. Uh, he was limited the day before. So I think they're going to wait and see. Uh, they're going to wait and see on him. So it's a possibility that Antonio Brown couldn't be there. But, I mean, even if he's not, I'm not saying – I think if, if they were without Brown and Evans, maybe they don't dominate this game offensively as much as they would with them. But even if they aren't, I, they're going to find success. It's just – this Jets team just doesn't have it. Like, they just don't have the guys to do it. So, I just think as long as the books have Tom Brady there, it, it should be no problem. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to go put up 50 points, um, but I just, I just don't see the Jets being able to do enough on offense – to keep the Bucks, to keep the Bucks offense off the field, and just I don't see the Jets defense doing really much of anything. I mean, they're they're literally not good at stopping anything. Hey, well, I hate to take away from the uh, the football conversation here, but we actually have a celebrity sighting down there on the beat, uh, down there on the beach. The man himself, Santa Claus, is down there. Uh, All right, yeah, yeah, saying what's up to everybody, spending some time on the beach after a very very busy holiday season for him. He I did. am sure. Uh, he is walking with a woman who does not look like Mrs. Claus, so I won't. Uh. Say, I, I won't say too much else about that. But um, you know, it's it's good to see him here, out and about, interacting with the people. But <laughs> I want to want to talk about the potential game that Tom Brady could have this week. Have you seen the highlights of him from practice this week? I, I just saw the video come out today 
where he's, you know, going attitude era with all the celebrations. He drops the stone cold double finger and then he starts yeah. doing the DX suck it. Like, the, I mean, yeah, dude, dude, Tom, Tom's going to go nuts this week. You got to feel great. If you're Tom Brady getting ready to play a, uh, you know, getting ready to play a Jets team that has not been good for your first game in 2022. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's yeah, I mean, oh, it would be their first game. Yeah, you're right. I just, I, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, January 2nd is the date of the game. That's right. So I was thinking, I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a Jets team. They're better against the pass than they are against the run. However, they're not good at either. So, like, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're Tom Brady, yeah, you got to be feeling great, right? It's like I said, it won't be easy as Brady will say because like there's still professionals out there, but like this Jets defense is just bad. So if I understand you're shorthanded, like I get it, but even if you're shorthanded, you still should have success and it should also be prettier than it was last week versus Carolina. Uh, now you have a full weekend, a whole game. To, to stick these guys in a game plan, see how everything works. You should be more comfortable now with the pieces you have. Uh, and I just, yeah, I don't think that the Jets just don't, don't got it. They, like they, they just, they don't have the dudes. They don't have the, the momentum. Like they're, they know their season's over. Like I just, I just don't think the Jets on defense, like they just, they, they don't have the, the horses. I think to hang with the bucks They're the rush defense is, I mean, they're giving up 141.3 yards per game. I believe that's second or third worst in the league. I mean, like I said, their pass defense is somewhat respectable, but it's still like bottom third of the league. They're giving up 250 passing yards a game. Um, and I mean, yeah, just offenses have just dominated this Jets team. So I don't, even if the Bucs are shorthanded. Now, if, if they don't have Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, that might make it a little bit of a different story, but I, I still expect offenses to just, you know, dominate. I mean, the, the Patriots put up 25, Broncos put up 26, Falcons 27, Bengals 31, Patriots 54, Colts 45, Bills 45, Eagles 33, Saints 30, Dolphins 31. And now some of those scores may not be particularly on the defense, but I'm just saying in terms of how many points they've given up, it's a lot. And I don't really think if, if the Bucks offense has issues against this team, they have some serious long-term issues heading into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, we're all hunky-dory here on the game preview show for this week. It's our final show of the year. We're in a great mood, but uh, the mood will definitely be much different if the Buccaneers find a way to lose against this Jets team. And I say find a way to lose because I think that's the only way you're going to lose to a team like this at this point in the season. But before we get into predictions, we talked about the potential with the passing attack. Let's talk about the run game. Ronald Jones probably going to be getting most of the load this week. But uh, I, I kind of think it's a gamble on who's going to be that second back this week. Could we see a little bit bigger of a workload for Keyshawn Vaughn, who had a 50-plus yard touchdown last week? Or could we see Le'Veon Bell maybe start to get some more attempts and, uh, you know, potential Le'Veon Bell revenge game this week that we talked about? Yeah, I, I, I do think you'll see a little bit more of Vaughn. Um you know what? We'll to wait and see. I, like I said, the Jets' run defense is terrible, so I think there's going to be some opportunities for Jones as well. Um, I think to, to get some work, and it would be wise to maybe get Le'Veon Bell some work as well. Uh, try to to warm him up, like you talked about earlier with Mike Evans, head into the playoffs. 
Um, you never know when you'll need a guy, right? You'll never know if you, if they're going to keep Bill, if they're not, whatever. You never know when you're going to need that guy. So uh, it would be, it would be wise to to do that, and uh, it could be a little revenge game for for Le'Veon Bell. Um, I, I do think it'll mostly be Ronald Jones again. I think as it should be, he's, he's the, right now he's the best back they got available. Um, so I do think that it should be him and it will be him. And uh, yeah, I just, I think that for the Bucks, it's important to control the game like that. Right. Because then you can set up play action and all that stuff. And it just, it helps out the offense so much better when you're going up against a rush defense as bad as this one. Uh, the Bucks have had success against poor uh against poor run defenses this season. So hopefully they're able to continue that. And Ronald Jones is a pretty big day mixed in with some Keyshawn Vaughn, maybe. Let's go ahead and wrap things up with the weekly checklist, as well as some final score predictions for the Buccaneers and their final road game of the season. What have you got for the checklist this week? My friends, basically uh, three things the Bucs need to do if they want to win this game, Evan, what have you got? Yeah, so obviously don't beat yourselves, right, as far as penalties, turnovers. That's like you, you said earlier. That's the only really way I see the Jets being in this game or winning this game, I just I, unless the Bucs just have a complete meltdown. I mean, those the Bengals and the Titans had meltdowns when, when the Jets beat them. Like, that, that's what happened when the Jets beat those teams. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, don't, I just don't see the Jets having the horses. So don't beat yourselves. Uh, two is obviously um, – if Mike Evans plays, you know, try and try and get him close to, to 101 yards that he needs, but don't push it. Right. You got to remember he's coming off a hamstring. Um, there's another game too, right? That's important. There's a whole another game. You don't need 101 yards in this game. If you get it, great. But if he's at, you know, if he has 65 or if he has 65 receiving yards and the Bucks are up 30 in the fourth quarter, I don't want to see him out there. Like they tried to try and get more. Like, no, just save it for the next game. It's fine. Um, so yeah, be, don't overdo it. It'd be nice to have it happen in front of the home fans, too. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. Um, and then the other one is just Pretty simple. In a game like this, just stay healthy. Um, like you already have the South clinched. You know you're making the playoffs. You just don't know what seed you are. And like we talked about, seeding still matters right now. But you know you're making the playoffs, so you have to just stay healthy. That's the the number one thing. Um, stay as healthy as possible. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I do have one to add. Just because we said we were going to start putting it back, and I think it's you know I, they're just catching me on a technicality at this point, but. Uh, Make your kicks this week. You know, it's a yeah. big week for Ryan Suckup. I don't think he's going to have very many opportunities to nail a, you know, a 25, 30, 40 yarder this week. But as long as your PATs are good and you knock out any opportunity put in front of you, you know, just expect more of the same from him because that's somebody else who kind of has to get back into that playoff shape and you want him as close to perfect as he can be before the playoffs really get going. Let's do some final score predictions. Evan, I want to hear yours first. Okay, so yeah, I you know, I think the Bucks are going to control this game really from start to finish. Maybe the the start is a little bit slow, depending on who they have available. Um, and right now, we're, when we're recording this, we don't know if Mike Evans is going to play. We don't know if Antonio Brown's going to play. We don't know about the two corners. Um, we don't even know if Bruce Arians will be available to coach. So, um, I do think the Bucks will control this game. I think it'll be pretty, you know, pretty comfortable. Pretty, pretty one-sided. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I think yeah. it'll be a. I think it'll be a one-sided affair. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I, I think the Jets will put up maybe like a garbage time touchdown. So I'm gonna say 
Uh, 34 to 17 bucks win. I think the Jets do put up a garbage time touchdown, maybe like a minute left. So most of the game, it's like 34 to 10. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think I would have the Bucks putting up more points if I knew this offense was 100% healthy. Like I would, I would have them putting up more. Um, and I do think they'll put up points, but I do think at times, while they'll be productive, just like in Carolina last week, it may look a little weird at times because a lot of guys are still trying to get into certain roles. Um, and I will do a prediction, another one prediction here. Le'Veon Bell will score two touchdowns, and Rashad Perryman will score one touchdown. So the, the two former Jets will combine for three touchdowns against their former teams. Wow, I like it. Big, bold prediction here from Evan Wanish on the final show of 2021. Jets revenge game, Rashad Perryman and Le'Veon Bell. That should be a good one. I agree with you on most of what your prediction was. I think the Bucs are going to control this game from start to finish. Even if they start slow, I still think they control the game, right? Like, I think... I think at this point, the only thing that's going to start slow this week would be the offense because of some of those guys trying to figure out their place in this offense. Um, but I think Brady's going to go wild. I think he'll probably not finish the entire game. I think sometime in the third quarter, they'll probably pull him, and you'll see Blaine Gabbert come into this one. It'll look like a preseason game by the time it's over. But I, I will give the Jets a little bit of credit. I won't give them 17 points worth of credit, but I will say the Jets put up 10 points while Tampa Bay – finishes with a cool clean 38 38 i think they win it by 28 it's exactly a four possession game um so yeah that is that is my final game prediction of the year we both have the buccaneers winning this one and advancing their record to 12 and 4 on the year with a chance to break the record for franchise wins in a season against the panthers at home next week in raymond james and and if they do that, that would mean that both of our season predictions at the start of the year would have been correctly a 13 and 4 record. Wow, so. who would have thought, Evan? I know, I who know. Would have thought for the second year in a row, potentially, you know, we, we could just nail our regular season predictions. It's it's, but... it's 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 the second year in a, it would be the second year in a row for you, and it would be the third year in a row for me. It's almost like Crazy. we know what we're doing around here, right? Like it's, it, almost. Know, almost. Almost. We're not we're not quite at that level yet, but uh you know, we're getting there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in all of 2021. It seriously has been one of the better years in show history. You know, Super Bowl 55 being included is really all you need to say about that one. But just the amount of new fans that we have connected with this year, the amount of regular people who have stuck around over the almost six years that we have been a podcast, it just blows my mind, man. And I am um, incredibly grateful for anyone who has chosen to listen to this podcast even if you've listened to this podcast and you're listening up until this point, we truly do appreciate you guys so much and uh, looking forward to an awesome 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really add much more. Just, uh, yeah. Thank you guys a lot. I appreciate it. And like you said about, you know, the, the year that the, the podcast has had and the, the YouTube channel and, um, all of the, the support we've been getting and all the, you know, the DMS that I get and just saying, you know, Hey, I love the podcast. Like, you know, it, it seems very little and insignificant, but it's significant to me. So, I uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, with, you know, host our first ever watch party this year, which was fantastic. Even though the result wasn't what we wanted, it was still a great time. We, everybody loved it. We heard great reviews from it. So, um, yeah, thank you all for the continued support. We really appreciate it. 2022, we're, we're, our goal is to make it even better. So, hopefully, we'll be celebrating another Super Bowl championship, but we'll see. And, uh, yeah, like I said, our goal is to make 2022 the best year for CFP yet.
Yes, sir. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcasts. Best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks News as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. Rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Thank you guys once again for an awesome year here on the show. Looking forward to kicking things off with a victory. The next time we talk to you, it'll be Sunday after the game. We'll be live right here, youtube.com forward slash Cannonfire Podcast. I'm your host, Rip Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, and as always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.